As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. This is The Athletic Baseball Show on The Athletic Podcast Network. That is Man, that ball got out of here in a hurry. You know, anything travels that far, I'd have a damn stewardess on it, don't you think? High drive! Left field! It is out of here! This is a simple game. You throw the ball, you hit the ball, you catch the ball. You got it! You're listening to The Roundtable with Grant Brisby, Andy McCullough, and Mark Carrig on the Athletic Podcast Network. Welcome to episode number 78 of The Roundtable. This is an emergency episode, fellas. I think I think this is our first emergency pod. I'm Grant Brisby here with Andy McCullough and Mark Carrig. Andy, how you doing? Yeah, we just we had to talk Joe Kelly. I mean, he's he's back. <laughs> He's back. Austin you know? Hedges to the Austin. Guardians, four million. Let's hear it. Yeah, they hired. They signed some guy named Ben Lively today. Good for Ben. All right. Yeah. I think he's like a former first round pick. Am I making this up, Phillies? You could easily be. Mark, Mark, <laughs> how are you mind. doing? Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Just uh, enjoying <laughs> just, this wonderful week in baseball. Just to be clear, Ben Lively is a former fourth round pick by the Reds. Close. I shot my shot. Close. Stay I shot my shot. Right? But you see, he, the way he delivered it, though, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah obviously. Yeah. Oh, duh. Yeah. Everyone remembers <laughs> the, the lively draft that. of 2015. I yeah. Mean, yeah on, we man. all had takes on that. That was the trout. That was the trout Cabrera of its time. Thanks for blowing my cover. <laughs> oh, uh, so funny. All right. So we'll we'll get to the big news. Okay. Big news. I'm gonna have space in the press box at uh, Oracle Park whenever <laughs> I want it. Whenever I want it, baby. There's not going to be like a bunch of uh, Japanese reporters just spilling out all over the place. No, I just walk in, get my coffee. 
I love it. I love Otani and the Dodgers. I well, love the, it. The good news is for Giants fans, there's going to be a lot of space in the seats too to stretch uh-huh. out and you know put you know hang out with their imaginary friends and all that sort of stuff. You don't think Cody Bellinger moves the needle? No, I actually. I mean, I guess well, <laughs> amazingly, we're going to open with the Giants. I, I, I still think there's plenty of time for the Giants to have a good off season. Um, and as we all know, winning the off season means very little. But yeah, I mean, if you're talking about. Uh, you're talking about like selling tickets and get generating buzz and changing the narrative in San Francisco. No, Matt Chapman's not going to do that. You know what, though? I did some research for this podcast. And did you know that Shohei Otani just had Tommy John surgery? <laughs> <laughs> Can't even pitch. That's Can't true. even pitch next year. Yeah. <laughs> No one needs that guy. Good luck, Eric, Dodgers. <laughs> Eric Steven made a pretty good point on Twitter uh, where he was like, he's like, a lot of people are saying like, well, yeah, he's not even going to pitch next year. As if only getting the thousand OPS is not a bad deal. <laughs> he's so good. <laughs> and considering Otani is like paying the Dodgers to play for him or something, like wow. it's a great deal. How about that? Wow. That, I mean, that is wild. That is I mean, I, OPS for free. I mean, what the, <laughs> how do you beat that? <laughs> two, million, two million a year, the rest deferred. Uh, at, like, oh. I'm making more than Otani now with my new contract with the Athletic. <laughs> it's amazing. He's making less per year than the Royals had in those options for Salvador Perez that made them <laughs> so bad that they gave him a new deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I get it. And yet it's still like it's legal. It's not unethical. It's just kind of annoying. Right. right here's, think- here's my here's my official stance on the deferrals. Okay. My official stance. You can't make me care. <laughs> However, for the sake of the pod, for the sake of the pod, I'll say this. I think it's a very good insight, more insight into Otani than anything he said in quite some time. In that, yes, right, he does want to win, clearly, right? Like, this is a thing that you do if you want to win, right? You don't want to cripple your team's CBT. You don't want to have, you know, you don't want to have them six years down the road when maybe, you know, wherever he's at in his career, they're unable to do. They don't have the payroll flexibility, all that sort of stuff. However, it also fits into another thing that is pretty clear and is important to Otani's character is that he wants to do things that have never been done before. Mm. <laughs> this is a guy, Dylan Hernandez from the LA Times has made this point a lot, but this is someone who's a bit of a contrarian. This is someone who has his whole career done things that people said he couldn't do. When he first debuted in Japan, they told him, you can't do this, right? And when he first came over here, he was told, you can't do this. And when he got the first Tommy John, he was told, you got to pick. You got to choose one. And he just keeps saying, no, I am going to do things that have never been done before. So having the largest contract in baseball history fits into his sort of record of historic achievements, like qualifying for the ERA title while hitting 35 homers, like what he very clearly this year was set out to try and break Judge's record and would have had a good shot before, you know, getting hurt. And so it's insightful both in that, yes, it backs up his rhetoric of wanting to win. And it also fits into the bucket of like, you know, he can always say that he has the $700 million contract, the biggest of all time, even if, you know, the way to get there was to take $460 million and turn it into 700. I really would like him to do my taxes actually moving forward. You forgot about one other first. Uh, finally, the Dodgers have a star. Like he's, <laughs> she's gone where no one else has gone before. Well, I mean, another first, 
that's seven hundred million dollars on the Mastercard. <laughs> like that's great, yeah. right? Like I mean, that's essentially what it is. Is like the Dodgers have a really cool credit card, which is what you would mm-hmm. expect. That they're they're pulling out that black card yeah. or whatever. I mean, and they, that's what they did. So they're getting so many miles. Yeah, so, getting hella miles. All hella right, miles. like they got access to the lounge. Right, like I mean, all the good stuff is great. If I remember correctly, like at some point in the next three years or something they have to set that money aside right like in a trust or something it's got to be there like it just all of a sudden the water wars happen baseball folds and yeah and, and rubble um no that money's got to be there well as uh you know former dodgers third baseman justin turner pointed out on twitter sounds like a problem for the next ownership group exactly and that's you know? exactly what it is and i gotta say like uh i sent some messages around to folks in the dodgers front office kind of after otani broke his own deal and didn't hear back for several days. And I thought it was because I haven't built up the credibility to have good working relationships. But what I have since discovered is they were just recovering from the fainting spells they had when they found out Otani was willing to defer the money. Because this is something that the Dodgers have been pitching to big ticket free agents for years. Like they had the $300 million offer to Garrett Cole when he Mm -hmm. was a free agent. There was a good, portion of it was going to be deferred. Mookie Betts' deal has some deferments in it. This has been like the thing that they have been trying to do. So for Otani to come in the door and be like, yeah, I mean, you can just defer it until I'm 70 years old. They, I mean, like, they, they were just thrilled. Yeah, it, it, it's wild. It is wild and... Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know, man. I just it, so the Dodgers probably aren't done yet. They need pitching. Um, they've got a bunch of second-year players. You got Walker Bueller, who uh, he should be fine, but his he had a, ro- a rocky return from Tommy John last year. Uh, they need pitching, and I guess they'll get it now. Great, uh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, Good. no, it's it's all working out great for you, Grant, and we'll we'll talk about your props moving forward but um my fridge is out you ever have a fridge out oh that's bad that's... yeah you need like a fridge to eat yeah. like i'm tired of takeout anyways yeah well also all your food goes bad too yeah it's all gone like all the oh. the farmer's dog that i got for free for reading podcast ads all the omaha steaks that i got for free from reading podcast ads um does hit roman up sales expire? because what's that does roman expire oh no man asking for a friend yeah no no that stuff's, <laughs> that stuff's good Good to go. Yeah. Uh, speaking of upgrades, yeah, the Dodgers, you know, they could get like Tyler Glasnow still. They could get Dylan C still. They're in on Yamamoto. I'm going to bet against that, uh, you know, based on the Yankee and Met interest. It's kind of hard. You know, one of the things that Ken Rosenthal and I have talked to a lot about is just the ideas of the Dodgers. Like the, the one, and maybe we can get into like how obvious this looks now. Right, that he was going to go to the Dodgers, and yeah. and you asked us, I think, before the winter meetings, like, where is he going to sign? And Mark was like, the Dodgers, you idiot. And I was like, yeah, the Texas Rangers, because you know. <laughs> and I think we just, and it's another thing about Otani is that he very rarely does what's expected of him. Yeah. He very rarely does the thing that, like, on the surface, you know, you you can like predict. And so for him to do something so predictable is actually in somewhat. Like unpredictable, I guess. Yeah. Um, anyway, what no, were we talking about? Oh, it, yeah. Well, it, it felt They're like they're not going to get Yamamoto. It felt like Aaron Judge last year, where when the dust settled, it's like, yeah, that's where right. he was going to go back. It just took a little circuitous uh, route to get there. But honestly, back to Yamamoto. If I'm Yamamoto, and this is like all I got left, so please don't squash this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
If I'm him, what team would you want to go to if you have a competitive, fiery spirit? You would say, oh, like he's, on, he's on the Dodgers? Well, let me go to the rival, and like right. that can be, yep. you know, for the next 10 years, just we can butt heads. It'll be great for the no, sport. No, no, no. This is Don't sweat. No. Don't. Go to fan graphs. Go to fan graphs right now. Go to the Dodgers depth chart, and go pull up the rotation. There's plenty of competition to be had there. Uh, you know, like, <laughs> take a look. No. Take a look. All right. I'm saying, like, he plenty wants to go head to head. If he really wants to compete, plenty of opportunities to oh, do so in that yeah. rotation right he now. He wants to I compete mean, with Michael Grove. You know what I'm saying? Minutes. Take a look. Yeah. No, I'm not saying compete in general. Just, like, he wants to be the face of, uh, like, the anti-Otani. Not because he, he disrespects him. He can go be the him. face of the Dodger rotation. Don't do this to me, Mark. Grant, I think you're safe because I, I suspect he will be playing in New York yeah. next year. Uh, can't say f- which franchise yet, although the Yankees, the Yankees are feeling like the Yankees again. They're you know they're Yankeeing up. You know they sort of shimmied a little bit and a little uh, froggy. Little yeah yeah yeah. They're they're feeling a little squirrely. Yeah yeah. You can, you can <laughs> they did that. shimmy, didn't they? Yeah, they they shimmy they shimmied a little yeah. bit and traded you know like five sort of maybe someday number four starters for uh, they do a lot for Juan Soto, they, do that, which... they play that card a lot yeah. actually when you think about it so yeah i love it because when you squint and look at hell you can kind of see his dad you know you got to squint a little bit i would i you gotta squint i, I, I said squint yeah it's more like in selective years He's yes. like he's 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 how he's how he's how and then like once every like eleven years he's like damn it I'm a Steinbrenner you yes know? That's, um, <laughs> that's exactly he's right I mean he's it's true right, right? it's yeah. like it's the year uh, you know obviously oh the winter of 08 comes to mind the winter yes. of thirteen comes to mind uh-huh. you know where they splurge on Ellsbury and Beltron that's and Tanaka right. and yeah it's kind of like. You know, you hold the line, you hold the line, you hold the line. And it's like, you know what? Damn it. Let's just like, let's unload the depth arsenal we've got for one year of Soto and bank on Soto loving it here, hitting 50 bombs. And then we have the money to give him, you know, 400 million this offseason. Right. There you go. We're closer to five. But yes, you know, like that. That's exactly right. You want to know who's not going to get deferred money in his contract? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Scott Boris client Juan Soto. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a that's man who will be getting his paychecks on time up front, <laughs> waiting <laughs> at his at his locker. Yeah. You know, like bless that. it. God bless, bless him. him. What are people in the Bay Area most upset about with regard Aside to the Dodgers and Otani? <laughs> just the, yeah. the, uh, life, everything, baseball, the own. Just they're pissed off. It is a just a iry mad it's a nasty uh bunch of piranhas these fans they want they want action and they if they don't get yamamoto like it's weird the the reigning nl cy young winner won't do it for them huh right you know blake snell they'll be like oh yeah Mm, great Mm, blake snell awesome uh it's got to be yamamoto right now and if it's not they're gonna freak out why do they why do they keep attaching their hopes to players who are unlikely to come there yeah. <laughs> See, with Judge was the perfect storm. Like the dude came into the league and he said, I want Rich Aurelius number because that's my idol. You know, he grew up a Giants fan. So you had that at least, you know, plausibility in the back of your mind. And you thought maybe he wants to play. Maybe he wants to come home. Maybe, of course, now we're morons. But uh, with Otani, 
I don't know, man. I didn't think it was ever going to happen. I wrote as much, but yeah. it's, it's cute to think about because he's so different and, and generational. You kind of, you kind of just think no one thought Bonds was coming to the Giants. That was a, they were gone. They were in Florida. And then all of a sudden you've got Barry Bonds and he's there and it's great for a decade plus. Um, so you have that little, little bit of hope, little bit of hope, little bit of Kevin Durant. Hey, that actually worked and he came to the Warriors hope. Yeah. I mean, the Bonds was in 1992. Uh-huh. It's been, a, a, it's been a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a minute they did nail barry zito they got aaron rowan like sometimes they they get their guy um but it's been a minute yeah i don't know it's just i i guess yeah the we talked a little bit about it however many weeks ago like the giants made sense for otani in the sense that who i don't know you might pick him you know and it turns out he just did the thing that made the most sense which you know i think uh <clears throat> I, i'm gonna choose my words carefully I think he did the cowardly thing. <laughs> Joining the Dodgers. Ooh, Kevin Durant to the Warriors kind of nonsense. Come on, man. Oh, my God. This was so worth it, Andy. Yeah. Oh, man. He slacked the other day. He's like, guys, we got to do an emergency pod. I'm like, really? I'm like, yeah, no, we got to do it. Okay. Here we are. You were right. You were right. It was totally I mean, Grant, Grant is spicy. He's going to be complaining about so- this spicy for the rest of his ball writing career for yes. however many months are left on his contract say, yeah. <laughs> for the next couple months that's all i'm gonna be complaining about he sounds like the dude whose belongings are still at otani's place and he can't figure out how to get him back right like, <laughs> he's so mad about it oh no yeah. terrible i'm actually not that like listen i, I like it i'm dead inside i'm a professional journalist i i, I care about <laughs> stories you're right. right. Yeah, I care yeah. about stories, baby. Yeah, you didn't want to write about Otani at all. Yeah, no, you, not at all. You didn't want to cover that. You couldn't have had some fun with that. No you fun know, with Transcendent that two-way player. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that seems like a lot of work. He's perfect for you. He doesn't give interviews. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, dream, dream player. See, Grant was online talking about, oh, man, I didn't want to go down to the clubhouse to talk to him anyway. <laughs> you want to do that if he plays there or not. I mean, like, well, that's irrelevant. Then he's like, oh, Reese Hoskins can come here and do that. Is Reese Hoskins going to play in your living room? Like, I'm not, I mean, you're not interviewing him either. Yeah. But you're going to write long, which is great. By the way, good column uh, in the aftermath, for real. Like, this is a dead serious comment. Like, I, I which one? Like, your, your do's wow. and don'ts for the Giants. Oh, yeah. That yeah, was yeah. a good one. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's, uh, you should read it if you guys haven't. It's pretty good. It matches. Like, it's Giants fans should be bitter um, at the same time. Uh, that's all I got. <laughs> I feel bad for him. My brother, because he's a bitter A's fan. Um, is like the first to all of the anti-Giants memes that appear on the internet. And like he just sent me a slew of them this weekend. And I actually forwarded one to you because it was this like circle, like this cycle of frustration and this like very pained white person in the middle of it. And and like I was like, dang, that's Brisby. That's perfect. (laughs) This is exactly it. So anyway, I feel bad. I do feel bad for him. Like I, I think, you know, we keep coming back to when Bonds came. I feel like there's a lot of parallels. You know, this is also like team almost left, right? Yeah. So there's those feelings and the new ownership group comes in, they're local. And and this is how they make a gigantic splash. So like, you know, it's not exactly the same, but the idea applies where, you know, there are certain feelings about the franchise that were very strong that when Barry Bonds showed up, 
almost was this cleansing effect. And then you saw what happened to, you know, they were making the playoffs pretty consistently. Like they were fun, interesting teams. Like it, it kind of brought people back and, and it feels like, again, I don't think it's that extreme in this moment. Right. But I think there's a lot of those vibes for sure. And I think the frustration certainly um, at that point with the fan base. Yeah. In all seriousness, like there, there was a malaise, right. And so you get bonds, they're gone. And then all of a sudden you've got just fun, happy baseball times for a long, long time. Right now, the giants are struggling because no one works in San Francisco anymore. Right. right. The offices yeah. are gone. They're, I mean, they're there and they're, they're definitely not housing people, but there's no one going to work and kicking off early and, and heading down to the ballpark like they used to. They're in a little bit of trouble as far as interest. You've got Steph Curry and the Warriors are still doing their thing. Um, Brock Purdy, again, first ballot Hall of Famer, uh, doing his thing. Uh, just the, the best football player I've ever seen. Uh, he's got like a, a gentle face, but eyes of a killer. Just an arm, a really accurate uh, arm on the deep ball. Uh, his mechanic, it's like when you see him set, his base is so... Anyways, um, <laughs> but, you know, you got to compete with that. And it's, um, I don't know. I just, I don't see how they get out of it without, like, Marco Luciano just becoming, like, a beast. Or well, that's Bryce, the... Bryce Elders. Like, that's what's got to happen. Their own Lincecum. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Is how did they, you know, how did they build the dynasty in the first place? Like, it wasn't shock and awe spending. It wasn't, you know, doing stuff in free agency. They supplemented in free agency. But, you know, it was Lincecum. It was Posey. It was Crawford. It was Belt. You know, it was it was all these homegrown players. And so, like, I feel like we all know, you know, we don't like to talk about it because, obviously, as you guys know, we're the only pro-labor podcast. But, like, building in free agency is dumb. No. Like it's not it's not how you build a winning club. You know, we'll, we'll pretend that Texas Rangers didn't happen this past year that we all know that that, uh, you know, it only hurts our arguments. But like we all know, right, that like, like building through free agency is probably not the best way to build a sustainable winner. And I would suspect that Farhan Zaidi and those in his front office are aware of this as well. It's why we keep talking about they're going to have to do something that they know is kind of crazy you know they know is is probably less more likely to flame out than just drafting and developing well but here's the thing they haven't drafted and developed well yet at a way that they can present it at the big league level and that's the problem you know 100 that is that that is the problem with the giants it's not uh that they because they've had successful free agents not last year was a, a turd sandwich but with Kevin Gossman and yeah. Anthony Desclafani the first time and Carlos Rodon, like they've, Cobb, they've yeah, they've hit. Yeah, they've brought lot. in some guys who have worked, but they didn't, they've always had to scrabble and like, okay, they hit on Mike Yastrzemski, but then all of a sudden you look up and you're you're playing all these platoons because you don't have those guys coming up from the system. They were yeah. left with a farm system of interesting teenagers. And now it's starting to bear fruit a little bit, but it, it, they they whiffed on a couple of uh, high draft picks that yeah. sure didn't help. Um, that's what's got to happen. It's got to be youngsters. So yeah. any ideas? <laughs> you know what you know, they should have done? You know, resource them. They should have offered to defer Otani eight hundred million dollars until he was in, until twenty fifty. Did they consider that? Honestly, like, so let's take this from the Blue Jays perspective. If you're a Blue Jays fan, do you really think, do you really think that the Blue Jays could have heard about this deal and gone, well, actually, we will defer uh, 800 million? uh, We were trying to, we were trying to sway the guy and we took him to Dunedin. Yeah. (laughs) 
So what are so, we doing? Oh my gosh. But like, honestly, do you think the Blue Jays could have done anything or that they no, I, I sort of just backed their way into this number because he wanted to go there and they said, okay, we'll make it work. We don't know. Well, we just, we just don't know yet because they did keep the lid pretty tight on all of this. And Otani still hasn't explained, you know, still hasn't spoken about this. I think from again, 30,000 feet seems pretty clear. The guy wanted to be a Dodger. The guy wanted the biggest contract ever. Okay, how do we do that? You know, how do we do that in a way that's palatable to the Dodgers, who we know have a ton of money and also, you know, don't like do insane things in in terms of spending, right? So you take four hundred and sixty million and you stretch it into seven hundred. That's a theoretical way. I think the Blue Jays were like real. I mean, I don't. Otani doesn't seem like the sort of person who likes to waste time, you know. So I don't think he would have flown, you know, across the country to Dunedin. And, you know, gone and looked at the facility and met with people there just like on a whim. Um, I, I assume there was real, you know, uh, wasting and, the Giants time. Well, <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't think like I think it was real, but I think it just it just it, it, Rosenthal and I were talking about this the other day. Like none of those teams make sense if the guy wants to win. If the guy wants to, you know, sort of do like make history in the postseason, like if he's on the Blue Jays, are the Blue Jays the pick to win the division next year? Like maybe, but yeah, I don't think so. Uh, I don't think that's enough to say that they're better than Baltimore, that they're better than Tampa Bay, that they're better than even with the Yankees. Like he, he crazy competitive. If you put him on the Giants, are they better than the Dodgers next year? No. Okay, you put him on the Dodgers. He's in a lineup where he bats with Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts, Mm -hmm. and as like the fourth hitter, it's Will Smith and his eight fifty OPS. And you know, like it's different. You know, it's, it's different. And it makes, if he wanted to be, you know, stay on the West coast, if he wants to play in October, the route to do that is join the Los Angeles Dodgers because they're there every year. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily with 24 seven us based live customer service from discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep. You heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When you get injured, you don't want to wait for answers and options. That's why it may be time to explore the Nano Experience, a revolutionary treatment option designed to help active people get back to the lifestyles they love. Nanotechnology allows surgeons to see inside even the smallest joints and treat orthopedic conditions with a tiny camera and other nano instrumentation, all through a barely there poke hole incision. Wherever you've experienced an injury, whether it be foot and ankle, hand and wrist, shoulder and elbow, knee or hip, nanoarthroscopy can be used to diagnose and treat your condition in an extremely minimally invasive way. Don't wait to learn about the revolutionary nano experience and how it could help you or someone you know after an injury. Visit arthrex.info slash the athletic. This is not medical advice and is not meant to be a substitute for advice from your physician. Talk with your physician about your health condition, potential surgical risks, and whether Arthrex products are right for you. Postoperative management is patient specific and dependent upon your physician's assessment. Individual results will vary. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. 
Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Guys tend to think looking sharp means starchy Oxfords and stiff chinos rather than effortless comfort, but it's possible to have it both ways. I'm all set for summer thanks to Mack Weldon. The Vesper polo shirt is so breathable you can wear it on the golf course, but it looks classy enough to wear to a party. The Maverick Tech Chino short is ultra-flexible, and the Pima Crew Neck T-shirt is perfect for those casual weekends. There's no need to be uncomfortable in your clothing ever again. Some guys just want to look good without calling attention to themselves. Mack Weldon Apparel gives you understated good looks for understated confidence. Mack Weldon clothes are designed to fit your style and the demands of modern life. They look like regular clothes but feel like the latest in modern comfort. They're the go-to choice for guys who want to look great without even trying. Breathable underwear that keeps you cool, dry, and comfy all day. Crazy comfortable but elevated sweatpants. An upgraded classic polo with antimicrobial silver threads. An ultra-soft antimicrobial tee for when you need to stay fresh longer. That's the Silver Crew Neck T-shirt. Get timeless looks with modern comfort from Mack Weldon. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your first order with promo code MLBSHOW. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com. Promo code MLB show. You know what I'd never want to hear again is the idea that a Japanese player wants to be on the West Coast because it's closer to Japan. Like he's popping over there on his days off. <laughs> like, you know, he's getting takeout and like, I'll be right back. That's just the dumbest crap. Like, if you're on a plane to Japan, you're in it for a while anyway. Well, Those extra six hours, whatever. To just you're them so up. mad. Oh I know. Is, isn't LA actually closer to Japan? He's besmirching an entire country. He's so mad about that. Yeah, he's oh, I just so it, that idea that people like, oh man, like yeah, it's like playing in LA is so much uh, better as far as logistics than playing in Chicago. I was like, no, it's not. Well, it's Los Angeles still... is also a much better city than all of those places. But anyway, oh, oh, you know what? By the way, about? speaking of let, 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 defending the honor of certain cities, like I know Andy was joking about. Hey, let's recruit this guy. Let's send his ass to Dunedin. Right? <laughs> like, to the tilted kilt in Dunedin. Right. But in fairness, you know, the Blue Jays did pour a lot of money into their facility there. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a, like, it's yeah, really nice. Very and, nice facility, and, and so yeah. if you are trying to entice somebody and show them how serious you are about trying to get put a winning program together, you know, what they've done down there is, is not a bad place to start. But, yeah, right. it, Andy brings up a great point, right? Like, it didn't make sense in a lot of ways like because he doesn't alter their trajectory in the same way that he would alter the dodgers trajectory which now like if you're the atlanta braves right are, are looking at this going oh geez yeah. you know like <laughs> i mean right like so the dodgers are deferring all that money the braves have perfected the art of the team friendly deal right <laughs> like so it's oh my god hi yeah okay this is a little much dog what's your dog's <laughs> name this is Piper. Piper, Piper. looks so distinguished. Oh my yeah. goodness! You know my daughter's uh, best friend is scared of her because she thinks it's like she's a little bit too human, like a little bit too <laughs> uncanny valley when she stares, like stare into the camera. Look at oh that. my god! Uh, yeah, it's just a little bit of uh yeah. She's like most humans in that she's ignoring you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Piper is pissed about Otani. Yeah. Piper looks like he's missing her pocket watch because, like, that's how distinguished that dog looks. Anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah, Thank that's you. it's great podcast because they can't even see the dog. It's they uh, can see it on YouTube. We're trying watch. to build our YouTube audience. Yeah, here, so it's not just clips of me, you know, eating hot chicken and then Grant 
taking pictures of me looking like I just stocked up on Roman while eating moon pies. That's right. Moon pies. That's, dude, that's a, that's real life. Last week you ate hot chicken and chased it with moon pies. I did, yeah. Yeah, all for work. All mm-hmm. for work. Boy, way to take one for the team, Andy. That'll Thanks. go in the next review. Yeah. <laughs> that's a five for me. What were we talking about, Otani? Yeah, I don't know. Again, like we're still sort of waiting to hear some of the explanation for the thought process. It would make sense for him to go to Dunedin based on the fact that, look, the guy's interests are baseball, baseball, and also baseball. So he probably would want to see a spring training facility he's never visited before, especially if it's as nice as the one there. But, you know, I think we all learned that Dave Roberts made a grievous error in admitting the truth. And that entire news cycle wasn't the dumbest thing imaginable. In which which fans screamed at all of us for saying, actually, this isn't a big deal that this guy just told the truth. It was Uh, a reverse test. Like it wasn't a test to see who could be quiet. It was a test. Who who has uh, the moxie to come out and speak his mind? It was a like that guy's Otani, him and his camp thinking seven different chess moves ahead. Yep, dude. I, you know what's amazing? Like Andy just said that I was the dumbest news cycle of this. There's like a lot of competition for that title, <laughs> actually. Oh, right? Like you could fill the podium with like worthy candidates for dumbest Otani news cycle, right? Because I'm thinking, like, if you haven't read it yet, Stephen Nesbitt today good. got the fella that was on the private plane that wasn't Shohei Otani. And it is so funny and illustrative of what I think was the dumbest news cycle of this process was tracking this flight that people were taking wild guesses as to like, you know, who was on it and blah, blah, blah. Just ridiculous. Anyway, good piece. Really well written. <laughs> worth your time. It'll give you a laugh and it will illustrate to you just how dumb all of this can be sometimes. The yeah. sushi restaurant. Just yeah. abs- the sushi oh. restaurant, yeah. The someone Ma. someone had a tweet about you know you say Kikuchi surrounded by just just like thousands of pounds of fish. No one no one has come. They're all confused. That He's alone. That was, that was you. That was was it? Yeah, it was a good tweet. Wow, you still got it, Grant. I still I still got the still fastball. Still got the got fastball. It. You know what? I want to read a review that I read of this podcast because I don't think it's accurate. Whoever thought putting Andy McCullough in any talking role, uh, in parentheses, probably Andy himself, needs a long period of self-reflection. He is dreadful. One of the most self-important, Grant, irritating, Grant, mean-spirited, okay, and misinformed baseball voices anywhere, Grant. Anyone who entirely spoils a podcast with the always excellent Grant Brisby needs to stay away from the mic and back to writing. Stop writing these reviews. Man, I can't even come up with something that good and accurate. Um, I think I think uh, homeboy there just nailed it. I think he homeboy there just nailed it. Got it, man. I was I was I like to read our reviews because they usually cheer me up. But then there's one that's just like you know who I hate. (laughs) Yeah, well, at least uh, you're showing them that you're not self-important by uh, bringing bringing this up. (laughs) Damn, owned. Absolutely. Our reviews are so polarized. I wonder why. It's like crazy. I I I don't think we're handle. Like I it might not be your speed, but like I don't know, man. It's either road table hood for life, (laughs) right? Or die tomorrow, all three of you. Like it's one of the two. Yeah, I mean, again, could you imagine a normal person listening to this show? No, I can't. I can't. You know what was disturbing? 
And I guess it just tells you how unnormal some of the baseball folks are. There are front offices that still listen to this. I know. Yeah. Like I heard I that in Nashville. Did you not? Yeah, no, I talked to several roundtable heads. They they come out in the wild. And they're like, hey, I'm a roundtable head. You know? Like you, You're just you like, don't know I'm it, worried man. about your clients. You're an agent. Dude, they're walking around in their khakis and quarter zips, and you have no idea that that is a roundtable head. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's like team-branded khakis, and like they're walking around with their coffee, looking all important. Hey, like open for business. Open for business. You know what I mean? And like they're roundtable heads. It's amazing. It's like uh, uh, Succession, where it opens and he's like rapping in his limo. You yeah. know, you don't know who's like just like a hardcore rap, rap head no, by the suits right. that they wear. <laughs> Grant, I think that scene was supposed to be uh, ironic. Oh no, I know, and so yeah. is listening to the roundtable because we're not fair point. Freaking talking about baseball right now on our emergency pod. This is, this is what smelling I mean, our own farts and navel gazing. I do. I guess. I guess. Like, what is again? My official stance: you can't make me care about the deferrals. I will say, you want to see a smile on Andrew Friedman's face is ask him about the rules he's gotten changed over the years. Uh, I mean, this is a man who once said his like favorite baseball move he ever made was like trading for Rafael Soriano because he turned him into a comp pick subsequently. Like this guy loves achieving surplus value. I guess this rule will be changed. Uh, it seemed like a lot of people were just sort of freaking out about yeah. it uh, on the internet last night. I it's what whatever. Well, so like, like here's a here's a good parallel. All right, like the player has to agree to this. Correct, and that's so you know, his how many camp, players are going to agree to this right forward. Okay. Very camp, few, I suspect. Right, like I mean, I feel like there's very few who are sort of in this realm anyway that would right. be able to defer yeah. that kind of money and have it have the material impact on the franchise he's joining. Now, that said, in the English Premier League, Chelsea, who is owned, by the way, by a Dodgers part owner, has become very well known for doing this stuff. So, like, They love it, man. In in soccer, the typical contract is on the low end, like, one year, and five at the high end, even at the highest levels, a five-year deal is a long deal, all right? This dude shows up last year, starts giving people seven, eight, nine-year deals. For the very same reason, because the league has, you know, they, they have a different name for it, but it's the same effect. They're trying to tamp down spending mm-hmm. and, and extending the deals, right? While risky because you're stuck with the players, right? Is still better for like that navigating that system. So yeah. effectively what's gone on is that that's happened here because as Andy has said, you know, Dodgers and deferments go hand in hand. And it's been that way for a while. Freeman. Isn't his deal deferred? Is yeah, it Betts' deal deferred, right? And I'm like, not sure about Freeman Betts. Yes, Betts has deferred. Okay, so like, but you know, and you said with the coal offer, correct? Like they, they had yeah. built in. These, so uh, it, it's, a, it's a tool that they're very comfortable with using. So if, if the EPL serves as any preview, guess what they did today? They closed the loophole. The teams mm. voted today to get rid of it. Literally today. David Ornstein broke it this morning. Mm. You know, and it, it falls in line with what UEFA did earlier in the year, like the governing body for Europe, like close the same, like they don't want this going on over there. So it's a little bit of a, it's a slightly different mechanism, but the end result is the same. You're working around systems built to keep the salaries at a certain level. In another thing that you have to consider with Otani, you know, he's getting 2 million a year. Like, okay, yes, he will be able to afford like a a nice home in Simi Valley or whatever. Um, But 
He's also going to get what twenty million a year on endorsements. No, like more, stuff, more than that. Yeah, more, like, like stuff three that, times that. I think stuff that normal players don't have access Correct. to. Right. So yeah. you're not going to go uh, Blake Snell, and you're going to say, "Can we defer all your money?" He's like, "Oh yeah," because I'm going to like hawk Nature's Valley granola bars, and that's going to pay all the bills. And stuff. Yeah. No, like Blake Snell doesn't have that option. Otani is the one guy who right. has that option in baseball. There are. Baseball players, you know, in other commercials and things like that on occasion, you know, Mike Trout and, you know, Kershaw did the uh, the hand-cooked tires, tires. Commercial, right? You know, so there's other endorsements available. But, like, most baseball players, when they say, like, they get sponsored by Nike, right, or, like, they're a Nike-branded, what that often means is they are getting paid in, like, store credit. <laughs> yeah. i'm not kidding no i know you know and like hey look like i'd rather have like i'd love you know whatever fifty thousand dollars so i can buy all the jordans i want or whatever but that's different between getting cash i right? love my Ocon- free farmer's dog you know so what I mean? so most players do not have access to i think you know it's been written that that otani made 40 million in endorsements last year and he'll probably make even more playing on a on a bigger team like most the overwhelming majority don't have access to that sort of bundle. So the money they're getting is their guaranteed contracts. Thank you to Marvin Miller and the union. We are pro labor. Whereas like most players, when they're in this situation, they're not going to want to defer it because they're going to want the money now. So I don't foresee it being a trend unless there is a sort of transcendent once in a generation player who wants to break a record, but also doesn't want to cripple the team that breaks the record. And that is why, like, yeah, they'll probably close this loophole. But, like, you know, it sounded like he was willing to do this for whichever team he played on. It wasn't just like, you know, I will again, the Dodgers were thrilled with this arrangement. But it wasn't like this was only going to happen in L.A. No, they found alignment there, right? Right, right. That's exactly it. Because, like, I think that's a really important point you bring up, Andy, about the Dodgers, that this is also on their end. This is not new. Okay, like they, they, yeah. this is not something they concocted specifically for this situation. The first con- extension offer they made to Clayton Kershaw in 2013 was 15 years, 300 million. And he was like, uh, what? Like, how long? You know, and he was like, no, I don't want to do it. He ended up signing for seven, you know, with an opt out after five. But that was how they were thinking about it originally. It's like your AAV will be 20 million a year. You know, if you get hurt or whatever, like, we'll still pay you the money. Like, through, you know, it's, you don't have to worry about playing to the end of the contract. And, you know, that's, the, but so that, you know, that since Guggenheim and Stan Kasten took over, this has been a thing that they have been interested in. One of my favorite uh, salty takes from some Giants fans that I've read is that when they found out that the deferred money, the taxes will go to wherever he's living at the time. And there's like, Ooh, that hurts our kids. It hurts our, <laughs> hurts our schools. Like <laughs> you've lost the plot. So, so I do. much. There, that yeah, there is. Bay there. Area people say this. I don't know. Just I am so you know, you ashamed grasp- of them right now. Guys. You're grasping at straws. There, oh, is man. A, there is a funny, there, I saw a few posts that were like, they were like, oh, by the time Otani retires, he's just going to move to Texas or Florida so he doesn't have to pay taxes. The <laughs> idea that Otani is going to f- f- spend his golden years in Boca Raton. 
<laughs> just to avoid paying taxes on his deferments. I hope it happens. I mean, it sounds like an incredible like second act to his life. Uh, I picture Robert De Niro at the end of Casino. You know, he's got like the big glasses and he's just like reading <laughs> the paper at the golf course. He just he buys a bunch of land in Marfa and just looks at art all day. <laughs> We called an emergency pod for this. <laughs> is that uh, what we did? I mean, in some ways, this is like the most, this is like the, it's the most uh, monumental contract the sport has ever seen. And it has led to some of the most galaxy brain takes imaginable, myself included. Like I close to ruled out the Dodgers, not ruled out, but just like, I would always caveat when someone said, well, it's going to be the Dodgers, right? Because I was just trying to think in like, again, in galaxy brain form. And sometimes it's just a simple answer. The sushi restaurant got me. Like I was like, okay, <laughs> like you're putting these pieces together. You got the private jet at 50. Like what, what, what's Kikuchi doing with 50 people? He's celebrating. I mean, I that's mean, what it, he's doing. It sounds like the setup to a bad joke. <laughs> Doesn't it? The shark tank guy, the opera singer and yeah. the pitcher walk into the sushi bar. The bartender <laughs> says, get the hell out of here. You know what I mean? Like, well, I don't, you know, but every, I, I kind of like how every year there's going to be one team that is, so elated for seven minutes or a day yeah after just crushed like that is a trend that's got to keep going like next year it's got to be Juan Soto to the Cubs and then oh sorry it is one of the I wouldn't describe it as a benefit because I think when uh, journalists produce information that is proven inaccurate it erodes the public's trust in us which is a, a net negative it's pretty funny (laughs) pretty funny funny. i think some of the takes some of the uh, navel gazing in the aftermath of all of this was pretty funny yeah Yeah, Yeah. i think that's funny to me it'd be like you know having a headline that reads stealing hamburgers is bad and then you click on it and it says buy the hamburglar (laughs) (laughs) you're just like oh that's interesting anyway what's the what's the text is it just robble robble like yeah, it's just, it's just, is it a thousand words of robble robble you know, or let's, is, let's you like me? Like, let's, yeah, let's move let's move on. on. There was yes. that, that's just look, let's it's next. next. Everyone's next. everyone's doing their best, I think. Yes. Uh, it's a hard job. And uh, you know, it's a hard job and and you know, I've made errors, you know, I've I've gotten I was just joking about the hamburglar. Yeah, no, I mean it's just it's it's hard. It's hard. It's a you know, especially for something like this, where when when you know the way that that they conducted this free agency really put a seal on it, and it's so it created an environment where any bit of news gained a lot of oxygen. Dude, we Uh, called this, didn't we, Andy? Yeah, we've been saying this for like a good two years. That because of the way they operate, it's going to create an environment where imaginations are going to run wild. Yeah. And all it takes is to give like a little bit of credence to something that might be plausible if you squint and it is going to take off. And that is exactly what happened. Like it was almost as if the industry did not know how to operate in a leak free world. Yeah. They're just looking at like, you know, it'd be like if you took water away, people were just like freaking out. You know, what do you do? Like, anyway, that, that that's what happened to me anyway. Yeah, yeah. In my view, I didn't do any of that. But like I said, like in from my viewpoint, well, I think it, it played out. It allows sort of bad information to get sort of uh, sanded down into 
you know, having seeming value because the principles were just not speaking. So who knows? I don't know. We'll find out with Yamamoto if uh, we've learned anything from this. I think I'm going to spend the next year pivoting to like uh, someone who pretends they have scoops uh, and maybe get like a couple good ones. Like maybe I'll actually get a couple scoops just so I can be the guy (laughs) next year that causes the maelstrom like Blue Jays fans are just sad. And that's funny. Not because I dislike the Blue Jays fans. I went through it with Carlos Correa, where you think something's one way and you're used to like used to, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Anyway, they're in a, they're in a, the Blue Jays are in a, in kind of a rough spot. It's funny. I was, uh, I was writing this, we were kind of working ahead on some stuff when, you know, it looked like there was some, you know, there was a lot of Blue Jays smoke, as they say, uh, you know, in the, in the business. And so, during that Friday when all the Blue Jays stuff was was happening on Twitter, you know, I was like kind of working on this column about just like kind of trying to like put into perspective how few exceptional teammates Otani has had outside of Trout, like how rarely he's played with another great player. Like, for example, like in his six seasons there, an Angels starting pitcher threw 180 innings once, and it was Andrew Heaney who threw 180 on the dot in 2018. And so I was doing, and I was looking at the Blue Jays roster and like, okay, like rotation, like much better. Otani's never played with a a rotation this good. Then you look at the lineup and you're like, ah, what has become of Vlad Guerrero? Like what, like what, what do we make of Kevin Biggio at, as he enters his age 29 season, you know? And it's like, are they going to trade Bo Bichette? And so I was sort of looking, it's like, okay, the Blue Jays are definitely better than the Angels, but like, why is he picking this team? And then the next day he picked the Dodgers. When do you think he knew that it was the Dodgers? Do you think this was all a charade or do you think like he was trying to be, who knows? Convinced, you know, going on and visiting the Giants, visiting the Man, Blue Jays. I have a really hard time, and this is just with zero information, obviously, because they're a lockbox. But how could you make such a big decision and have it already pre-planned? I, I just don't. I think that feels to me like uh, a very difficult concept to kind of accept, especially when you've got somebody who Andy talked about earlier. This is someone who defies convention. He's totally comfortable with it. And in baseball, what you know, free agency sort of representation of that. You you get to this point where you need to make these decisions. Doesn't strike me as a type that would take that, you know, not seriously, I guess, like, and not approach it like he's got actual choices to make. Like, that would feel weird to me. Okay, well, let's cut to the chase then. If And when the Dodgers are found guilty of tampering, do they void <laughs> the contract or are they just fined? Because I think the contract should be voided. All right. This uh, they should what? contract the franchise, Grant. Yeah, I mean, obviously, that's the answer. How pissed is everyone going to be when they find out the name of the dog is just like Steven? <laughs> I hope so. That would be awesome. Like, this dog's name better be Dodger. No, it's, I mean, if it's Steven, it's probably after, you know, I don't know. What, what would be the most internet crazy name for that dog? What would for it, Sandy? Dog? Puig. Wow. All right. All right. This has been that's this, is, this has been episode number 78 <laughs> of the round table. It was an emergency. We all slid down fire poles, got to our podcasting desks, and we hope you enjoyed it. We will be back uh, next week if there's news. I think we're kind of uh, we have kind of we're running an option here. Uh where if yeah, we, we, we don't know. We're not gonna come back and talk more Otani. So hey, we'll talk Yamamoto or Snell or it's up to all of our fans in baseball front offices. If you want a pod, do something this week. 
Yep. Yeah, that's if a you good don't, point. Whatever, that's a good point. If you have I ideas, the same either way. If you have ideas about the pods that don't involve breaking news, we'd love to have those. You can send them to amacola at theathletic.com. <laughs> uh, but this has been episode 77. Grant, you're back. Super dumbass. That's, that's not my email. Well, it is now. <laughs> All right. See you then. I was very wrong.